Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Liberty B-Side Podcast. My name is Steve King, and alongside me is Anthony Wright. Anthony, welcome back to Liberty B-Side Podcast. Hello, Steve. Uh, this is my first time on this side of the table. I was just well, okay, when you said first time, I was like, not your first time on the podcast. Mm-hmm. First time on that side of the table, yeah. meaning you're the one, you're not, you're the one, no, wait, you, you've preached before, but yeah. you weren't on the podcast for it? No, because it was a Christmas service. Oh, okay. And me and Greg did like the, the resident Christmas special. Yes. That yes. we did all the Christmas And he was years. the host. You just joined alongside. Well, I was the host. I've always been the oh, host. Oh, you were the host. Right, right, Okay, so you've, yeah. always been, you've been the host a couple times now. Two, yeah. two times? Two maybe? times, host, producer. Okay. So it's <clears> nice <throat> to work with with a professional that knows how to like really, really move that mouth. Oof, way to butter me up here. You Absolutely. Wanna, you want me to loft you some yeah. softballs today. Here we go. That's a goal. You're in the hot seat. This is great. You preached yesterday. Um, continuing our sermon series in First John. Mm-hmm. So First John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one question that came in today, awesome. right? So before we get to that, though, give us the kind of the 90-second summary of what the message was yesterday and the, and the kind of the big points you had in the sermon. Yeah, so um, really the outline here is pretty simple. Starting off with God is light. Right there in verse 5, real big idea. So then we move, we talk about this idea of God is light. And then move to this brief, like, scriptural jaunt, kind of working through some some scripture passages. What'd you call that? A, a scripture? scriptural jaunt. Okay. Like a jaunt okay. through the pages of the Bible. Right. Well, it's real short. Yeah, well, it's only That's, six verses we're talking about here. So. Well, I mean, even like our little... We only pulled in some of the verses in the Bible that talk about um, God being light, or this, this, this linking of God and light. Sure. So talk through that really big, huge... Oh, I see. That when you did like the survey, you went yeah. back. Yeah, I guess. Survey's okay. probably yep. a better better word, but jaunt is the more fun word. It's more fun. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, so did that, and then talked about walking in darkness versus walking in light, and really right. pulled apart those two ways, those two postures of living. Uh, and so we, we, we discovered that walking in darkness was probably mostly defined by denying sin, mm-hmm. and in our particular context, like not so much denying that we are generally sinful, but denying our specific sins mm. and not being willing to confess or put those to death. Yeah. Uh, and then walking in light, which we which we saw as being marked by forgiveness and fellowship. So yeah. resting in the forgiveness of Jesus and then having f- fellowship with each other as we all walk in the light together and really try to keep each other from walking in darkness. Yeah. So that was kind of how we navigated the text. God is light, walking in darkness, walking in light. Yeah. Yeah, that was really well done. I appreciate, too, the the opening. Probably a lot that we can say here. We don't have to say too much on it right now, but go back and listen to the sermon if you haven't already, right? But the mm-hmm. opening of kind of the, how the light gets in, yeah. right? The song that you mentioned, music is definitely more your thing than my thing. Um, so I can't, I, was it the chorus from Anthem? Is Anthem yeah, the by Leonard the Cohen. There you go. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Good reference there to kind of set it up, you know, the metaphor, the imagery in our minds of, um, we have this darkness in our lives. We have these cracks in our lives. The light comes in. Mm-hmm. We therefore don't celebrate. We don't celebrate the, the the darkness or the the sin or the cracks in our lives as a result. But we do recognize that God redeems through it. That even through these 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 great broken things, Christ actually enters in. Exactly. Yeah. As, yeah. With with this great message of salvation. Yeah, and it's yeah. this tension too of like seeing those cracks. 
not being totally hamstrung or totally left feeling uh, shameful and guilty about these cracks of plumber. We don't do anything. Yeah. But seeing those as like ways that the light of God can always redeem us and show himself beautiful to us and gracious to us and good to us yeah. as he's completely refining us daily. Yeah. So walking in that tension. But that's like the first two chapters of John is working through that tension of like called to be perfect, yeah. knowing we're not, resting in forgiveness and being purified by Jesus. Yeah. Like it's that this tension runs throughout. Yeah. That's good. Well, we had a question come in. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's get to this one question. So it was last week. Here's the question. Last week, Pastor Matt preached about the message and the messenger. Mm. Right? So this person's asking this question, going back to the first four verses of 1 John yep. 1, um, the word that's been revealed, the eternal life that they know, it's both the message and the messenger, right? So it's the message of salvation. It's also Christ, right? Those two things are, are linked, right? So the person is asking... Pastor Matt preached about the message and the messenger. Is there any significance or significant connection between that and the message in verse five? And so verse five is, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. Yeah. So this person just going, Hey, that word message has shown up again. What's the connection between the message and the messenger and the message of God being light? Yeah. Great question. Um, and there definitely is a connection there. Uh, mm-hmm. So, one thing we'll notice as we go through John is his writing style is so much different than other New Testament writers, like especially Paul. We're used to the way that Paul just kind of lays out these beautiful arguments like A, B, C, like they're very linear. But John doesn't do that. He introduces an idea, kind of circles around it, mm-hmm. and then introduces that same idea again in a different way and then brings out a new aspect of it. So with this, with this idea of the message, in verses 1 through 4, that message is is Jesus, right? And then in verses 5 through 10, he uses that same language of the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, like the same language he uses in verses 1 through 4, mm-hmm. but this time that message is light. So are those like two different messages? Does John like was writing this, forgot what he was doing, and started something completely new? Of course not. But they're both ways. They, they both work together. Together, They're anchor, they're interconnected and dependent on each other uh, to show that these, these are ways that we can have fellowship with God and each other. So the message is the same. And he's using that language to like highlight different parts of this message mm-hmm. and, and introduce this idea a couple different ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's even, you know, think about what's already revealed through the first five verses, mm-hmm. this idea of eternal life. Like that's like, that's, that's what we've seen and we're testifying to, um, we're proclaiming to you so you can have fellowship with us. You have eternal life and then fellowship. Mm -hmm. And our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And we're also writing this to make our joy complete. So you have eternal life and fellowship Mm -hmm. and joy. And then God is light. And all these things are unique unique in of themselves, but also completely connected. Right. Right. So they're they're all together, you know, looking at different sides of the same great message of salvation. And ultimately, I think, the great message of truth about who God is, a holy, loving, you know, all-creating, sustaining Father that we have. Yeah, exactly. And, like, as even John writes in, in verse, I think it's verse 3 here, he's writing this so you have fellowship with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. Well, you want to have fellowship with the Father and Son, then you should know that they are light. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a key aspect of having fellowship. Right. If, if you're, you're going to miss that key aspect of them, it's going to be hard to have fellowship. So he introduces that idea then in verse five and kind of explains his implications. So yeah, it all really works together. Yeah. I appreciate the 
you calling out the difference of the writing style of, of John and Paul, perhaps, right? So John is maybe more art than science, and Paul like lays it out in a way that, you know, when you read certain writings of Paul, you're like, I just love how systematic it is, yeah. right? It's like it's just linear, whereas John just kind of is is weaving through different uh, metaphors, analogies, and pictures, and the, the beauty of it comes in just a different way. Yeah, and we're gonna see that again next week. So I was kind of I noticed this when I was reading through it. Um, it's interesting in verse four, he says, and we are writing these things that our joy may be full chapter one, verse four. Mm-hmm. And then in two, he says, I'm writing these things to you that you, that you may not sin. Right. So he's like two different why I'm writing statements that yeah. exact same language. Again, are they different? Is, is he just writing two different things? Of course not. They work together. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, that's good. That was a good question we received. Thanks for asking that one. And always invite people to to put questions in each week as we're going through, even as, hey, we're, we're kind of, we're working through this book um, slowly. And so you may find questions related, you know, that come to mind from last week, mm. or, you know, or two weeks ago as we keep going through the series. So keep asking those questions. Um, Anthony, you're the one who submitted questions for us this week in our Bible studies, mm-hmm. these, these kind of pre-written questions going into each week. Let me read the four uh, that you submitted just so people hear them again. And um, we're sending those around weekly. Uh, if, you, if you're not getting those, please reach out to your Bible study leader or to me, um, sking at liberty.org. But here's the four questions you wrote. Uh, what does it mean that God is light? Where else in this language? Where else is this language used in scripture? And how do those other passages help shed light on this data? Anthony. Yeah. The pun? Yeah. Was it needed? Well, here's the thing. Okay. It was. It was. Okay. First off, I okay. mean... We're a very pun-heavy church, right, Steve. I know you know this. When you submitted the question to me and you wrote in parentheses, if the pun is too much, please ignore it. Yeah. And I just actually deleted that from the questions. I believe I wrote, <laughs> feel free to remove this is this, if the Spirit leads. So Thank you. And that's why I chose The Spirit did lead, and yeah. I removed it. Okay. So that was the first question, right? Where, did, where else in, is this language of light used in Scripture and how those passages help us understand better this passage, shed yeah. light on it, right? We are a pun-heavy church. That's true. Some are more guilty than others. Mm-hmm. Um, here's your second question. Are you specific in your confession of sin? You, you asked us and challenged us to that yesterday. How can overgeneralizing your confession of sin uh, lead to letting it grow? And are there specific sins you need to comp- confess and repent of? Yeah. The third question was, how are God's faithfulness and justice both active in his forgiveness? I love the way that you actually talked about that yesterday. Because those two things are not, um, uh, they don't have to be exclusive of each other. Yeah. Uh, God actually has both on display. Uh, at the cross. And your fourth question was, what are some ways we can remind each other of our fellowship in the gospel? And so those four questions, good ones, Bible studies, please get into those as you're willing and able. Uh, But Anthony, tell us maybe your hope for Bible studies this week and how they would use these questions and walk away from their time together with a better understanding of their faith and who God is. Absolutely. So when I'm writing discussion questions for group, I think the key thing, especially as as I've prepared a sermon, I think the key thing there is as I'm writing the sermon, where are things I would want to spend a lot of time really getting into the practical implications of? Really just don't have time to. And so that's where a lot of these questions come from. And so where I want our groups to really, I guess, settle in at and really kind of dig in is this, the danger of overgeneralizing sin. Mm-hmm. And are there areas that we're prone to do that, how we're prone to do that, and, and how to combat that together? I think that's huge. Even in like prepping the sermon, I was so convicted of this being like, I can so overgeneralize. Like my sins, I can just say, I'm guilty of, I don't know, like 
I'm guilty of just saying, wow, I'm sinful. Or yeah. I have pride generally. Yeah. No, how's my pride shown up this week? Yeah. How's my pride shown up toward Jenna or toward my other relationships? How have these things like directly impacted how I'm living? Yeah. And I think repenting of those unique specific circumstances is really helpful. And it allows us to experience that forgiveness, I think, in a deeper way. Because it's not just like God's not just forgiving your general sense of pride or whatever it is. Mm. He's forgiving that specific thing that happened. Yeah, and and we maybe would anticipate that repentance will be needed. Not that it's possible, but that it will be needed. So this general idea of pride, experience of pride, will actually manifest itself in our lives. Will actually show up. And so... Um, there, by God's grace and the spirit working within us, we can look back on periods of time and go, wow, that maybe that sin that I had at a younger age or in the past is not as great as it is now or, or was greater than, than it is now. It's not as great right now as it used to be. And we can see victory over yes, sin in our lives. We absolutely. should see that as Christians, actually. There's fruit mm-hmm. that we should that should be on evident or on display and evident in our lives. And yet we should also anticipate that... Um, the sin that we've struggled with in the past may still be the sin we struggle with now, even at just maybe a varying, a different level, yeah. a varying level, but we should anticipate that we may need to repent of it again. Yeah. Right. And so let's put to death sin, but also be quick to recognize when we haven't, it is a battle that's raging and on this side of heaven, it will rage uh, and we will, we will need to repent of it at yeah. times. And those who walk in the light are those who confess. Yeah. So if you're confessing your sins routinely, your specific sins, that's a really good indicator that you're walking in the light. Yeah. Those who walk in the light are not the ones who are, have completely defeated sin and are perfect. That's not going to happen right now. Exactly. Yeah. And so a huge comfort there. I think that's, that's mm-hmm. really good to work through. And a second thing is, uh, obviously, I think all these questions are worth working through. But I also want people to really focus in on what are some ways that we can remind each other of our fellowship in the gospel. Yeah. I really in this sermon just leaned into like a more accountability aspect of it, of like pulling each other back from darkness. And I think that's huge and worth talking about, but I think showing, working through how we can show or remind each other that gospel fellowship is so much more broad than that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can be showing care for each other. It can be reminding each other of our our truths of the gospel. So I think there's a lot of, of meat there to talk about in groups. So like, how can you do that together as a group? Yeah, that's good. Well, thanks for writing those questions. Thanks for preaching yesterday. And thanks for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Right in the hot seat this time, not hosting, but actually participating yeah. as the one receiving the questions. So, hey, thank you all for listening this week. Um, please submit questions you have them week in, week out. Enjoy the rest of this week. Have a great Bible study time when you have it. We'll look forward to seeing you next Sunday for worship. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Sermon B-Side podcast. For more resources, information about our church, visit www.LibertyHarrisburg.org. That's Liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.